Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Are you guys excited to be here? Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Hallelujah. Some of you may be saying, I don't feel it. Well, it's not about feeling it. It's the truth. The Bible says when two or three are gathered in his name, he is there. Should we start counting how many of us are in, in this building? There's more than three. So praise Jesus because he is here. Come on, give the Lord a clap of praise. Today is week two of our series, The Pioneer's Path. But before we dive into that series, I think I have time to talk about the Patriots. Come on now. Anybody who watched the game last night? All right, all right. Some of you guys are not raising your hands. Are, is, is your team not the Patriots? Because if it's not ushers, can you guys escort them outside? I am kidding. I am kidding. That was a, a walk in the park, but it was, uh, it was so good to watch it, right? I, I can't believe for those people who are actually in the stadium, it was probably very, very cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was with my family and we were watching this and, um, Kresslin, if you guys don't know, she is like really into the Patriots game, you know? Okay. We have a fan here. She was just like clapping like, stop him, stop him, stop him, stop him. Go, go, go. Stop him. Stop him. And my eldest daughter and I were like looking at Crescent and like, uh, she is like really hyper. <laughs> and uh, you probably heard the story that I have a, a daughter who is not into to football. And she is with us because she has no choice, you know. <laughs> and she is just like sitting quietly and she's like, mom, they cannot hear you. Why are you yelling? <laughs> but it's our family time, and I, I, I praise God for, for those moments. And you guys are probably enjoying those too with your, with your families. Amen? So have you guys ever um, been asked by a friend or by somebody, like, hey, have, have you tried this, this, this new thing? And... and uh, and it's, it's really good. And you go like, oh, really? What is it? And they start explaining this new thing. And then you go like, hmm, what's in it for me? Is it really worth it? You know, what's, what's, what's the price? You know, what's, what's, what's the price? What do I have to do? What do I have to give up? I mean, really, what's going to require? What, what, what do I have to, to make this happen? But and you wonder if it's really good or not. We've been talking about the pioneer's path, and last week we've heard that the ultimate pioneer is Jesus Christ. Amen? You could, be, you could be on a path right now, and if it's not Jesus Christ, let me just tell you right here, right now, that it's not going to lead to life. Okay? You may be feeling so good, it feels so right, but if it's not, if it's not Jesus Christ, if it's not the pioneer's path, Jesus it's not going to lead to life. And it's even more dangerous if you're saying, I'm just doing my own thing. 
Because doing your own thing is definitely not Jesus' way. Are you guys ready to dive into God's word? If you guys can turn your Bibles to Philippians 3. Philippians 3, we're going to read verse 12 to 14. And I'm going to take off my glasses because I can't read with them. I know it's strange. Philippians 3, verse 12 to 14. By the way, this, this table is very high. Can we cut this a little bit? <laughs> no. Oh, by the way, in case you're wondering where Pastor Mark is, Pastor Mark, together with uh, Jason Ludwig, is in Haiti right now. They are they're on a mission if you guys remember about two or three years ago, we were able to collect a Christmas offering to help a pastor build a house and, and finish a church. And we didn't, we didn't consume all the, the, the money. And so they're there right now praying and asking God what to do with the money. Praise God. Can we, can we just give the Lord for God's provision and for the opportunity for, to be able to be a blessing in Haiti? Hi, Pastor Mark. He's watching, he said. So I have to behave because I'm going to be in trouble. Everybody say, hi, Pastor Mark. There you go. Here we go. Hi, Jason. (laughs) Philippians 3.12. Not that I have already obtained this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Jesus Christ took hold of me. 13. Brothers. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining towards what is ahead. 14, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Woo! What is the ultimate goal? We just sang it. Behold the Lord, our God will lead us, everybody, home. That is the ultimate goal. To be in heaven someday. To be with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords someday in heaven. When is that going to happen? We don't know. It can happen right now. No. Maybe later. Or maybe tomorrow. But it's guaranteed that it's going to happen. And ultimately, we're going to be with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Together with all the saints and all the people that has gone before us. Does that make you excited? But meantime, when... When that is not happening yet while we're here on earth, what is the prize? The prize is being with Jesus. The prize is walking every day with Jesus and experiencing his joy, his peace, his freedom. And what else? He is so good that he wants to share the joy for all of us to see that in his name and through the power of the Holy Spirit, 
people will be saved and people will be healed. People will be set free. Isn't that, isn't that a privilege and a blessing to experience that while we are here on earth? Amen? Hallelujah. So our prayer, Lord God, is that while we're waiting for that day, that you help us to stay on the course. Lord, the goal is to not be distracted, not to look to the left or to the right, to forget what is behind and to fix our eyes on you and to move forward. Lord God, today we pray that you would teach us, that you would help me deliver the word, and that you would help each and every one of us to receive your message and we would leave this place change. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Last week, we've also talked about how we all could relate to Moses. Moses was uh, up on a mountain, just an ordinary man, and he saw this burning bush. And he moved closely, and he saw like, is this really burning? It's, it's not consuming the, the bush. And so he moved closely, and then all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to him. And he said, Moses, Moses, I, I hear my people. They're, they're suffering. I want to set them free. And we already know that Moses, all right, who's going to do it? And God says, it's you. I'm sending you. I want you to talk to Pharaoh and tell him, to set my people free. And we also heard that Moses said, Lord, I, I, I am not a, a good communicator. I stutter. I, I, I'm slow to speech. Actually, when I was hearing that last week and I was reading that again, I, I said, like, that's me, Lord. I'm like Moses. Seriously. My, my wife was annoyed with me for the last, what, two, three Days, because I kept saying, like, why do I have to preach? Can it be somebody else? <laughs> and she would say, like, you've done this before, and just pray that the Lord will use you. But do you ever feel that way, like Moses? Because I know the reason why you're here, because you encountered the Lord. The reason why you're here is because you know that the Lord has called you. And if you haven't encountered the Lord yet, I'm praying that today you will encounter the Lord. He is calling you by name, just as how he called Moses. He said, Moses, Moses. So whatever your name is, maybe John, Bob, Mary, Cynthia, he's calling you. He's trying to get your attention. He's about to ask you to do something extraordinary even though you think you're not good enough even though you think you're not incapable even though you think you're not worthy he wants to call you and use you are you ready church oh they're ready yes i don't, I don't think you're ready Are you ready, church? Yeah. 
All the guys like, yeah. And all the ladies, yes. We're ready in the name of Jesus Christ. Can we read Exodus 3? If you have your Bibles, read, go to Exodus 3, 9, 12. Exodus 3, 9 and 12. You know, the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians have or are oppressing them. So now go. God is telling Moses, now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to the Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Hallelujah. Moses heard the call, now he has to move to a call to action. Say call to action. It's no longer a faith that you believe inside, it has to be a faith that needs to be seen in action. Something has to happen. A physical movement has to happen. Moses could have just said, like, can I just pray right here? I mean, I mean, God, you and I are, are talking. You have the power to, to change the Pharaoh's heart. Why do I have to go? Can I just, just believe that you can set your people free while I... No. God says, I want you to go. Because I heard my people praying to me, and I want to hear their... I want to answer their prayers. Do you know how many people are praying right now? Praying to be healed. Praying that their marriages would be saved. Their families would be restored. There are so many people. And I wonder if, if God is waiting for all of us to say, Yes, Lord, I am ready. I, I am, I'm, I'm willing to go. See here, Moses said, who am I? Do you, do you see yourself sometimes asking that question? Who am I? You question your identity. Who, who am I, Lord? What's, what's my credential? What's my background? What, what? It's not even important. What's important here was who is with you? God said, I am with you. Doesn't matter who you are, I am with you. The great I am, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. I am with you. Now go. Because I am going to speak through you and use you and set my people free. And he went. What was that process like? Do you wonder? While I was praying, Lord, what was that process like? And so God gave me three steps. 
how we can move from a call to a call of actions. Okay? So we, we always hear the word call to action if you're into marketing. How many of you are, are uh, working for, for uh, marketing or sales? Okay. And, and you, you, you can probably agree with me that a call to action is something that a lot of companies do to advertise their product so people would immediately respond to buy whatever you're selling, right? You know, that's why you see all these ads, buy now and get one free. Or if you call now and order this product, you will not just have one, not two, but three supplies of this whatever, shamwao or, or uh, jinsu knife or the clapper, whatever. <laughs> They will want you not to waste any time because they want you to get that product right now. That's the, the call to action. Well, Jesus is not selling us anything. God is, is not trying to convince us to buy something. He actually gave something for free. He gave his life freely for all of us to be saved. And he's reminding all of us today that he's not done yet. He wants to save all those people who are suffering. Those people who are slave to sin. And he wants to send all of us because we know the answer. And the answer is Jesus Christ. Amen? Number one, be ready for change. Tell the person next to you, be ready for change. Uh, They didn't like that. So turn, turn to the person on the other side and say, be ready for change. See, the word change makes you uncomfortable. We're like, no, that's not for me. We're creatures of of habit and and we want to be comfortable. We always want to be in control. When you say change, you go like, ah, that's not for me. Especially if you're in New England, you know? I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I've never heard the word, I'm all set, until I came from the Philippines to New, New Hampshire. I'm like, I'm all set. I'm guilty of, you, of using that. I'm all set. I think we need to change that, that, that mindset, that phrase, to I'm ready. I'm set. I'm going. Instead of I'm all set. All the guys here. Any of you have a man cave? Does any of you have a man cave? Oh, you guys are like, do I raise my hand? Or like, come on now. I have a man cave. Come on. I have a man cave. Okay. I'm blessed to have a man cave. And if you guys don't know what a man cave is, it's, it's just where you, where you hang out by yourself <laughs> and with a bunch of friends sometimes. For the longest ever, okay, my wife has told me, maybe we can, can move your stuff in the man cave and bring it to the main basement. And that could be our family room. I go like, no. No way. That is not from the Lord. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. 
<laughs> She's right there. But coming to, coming to this new year, and I've been praying, you know, what do you want me to, to change, Lord, in my life? By the way, if you want change, because God is about change, okay? The word of God says that is always about doing something new. The old is gone, the old has come. God is about changing us inside and out, okay? And so I'm asking the Lord, Lord, what do, what do you want me to change in my life, in this home, so I can glorify you? When I was praying that that same day, my, my daughter, when I was like uh, taking her to, to school, she goes like, Daddy, I have this idea. What about if you give up your man cave? And we make it into a family cave. I'm like, did your mother talk to you about this? And she goes like, no. To get the long story short, I think one weekend I started moving things. I, I started like moving things. And now we have a family cave. There is no man cave. And we were, when we were watching the game last night, we were in the family cave. And I was like saying to myself, like for a long time, I've just been by myself watching whatever show on my own. And I have not included my family. God wants to change you. Are you willing to be changed inside? Because if you want to see change in the outside, you got to be willing to, you got to be willing to let God change you in the inside. Amen? Be ready for change. Come on. Number two. Oh, no. You guys are going to like this one. Be bold. Say it. Be bold. Be bold. Some scriptures before I explain this more. Second Timothy one seven. It says, "For God, for God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self control." Philippians. 4.13, what does it say? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Be bold. Why do you have to be bold? We already heard it because God is with us. The creator of the universe, the God who defeated sin and death, the God who who overcame the enemy, he's with us. We have no reason to be afraid. Okay, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Let's, let's, let's talk practical things. How many of you are afraid of praying? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because you're already afraid to pray. But the enemy is so tricky that he would, he would say, like, you don't, you don't have to pray because you don't even know what to pray. And you're not good in praying. There was a time that I, I was like that. 
I didn't, I didn't want to pray because there are some people who are so gifted in praying. Why don't you let those people pray? They're, they're like, say the, the most beautiful prayers. But when we pray, it doesn't matter what kind of prayer it is. He hears and he answers. Say this. He hears and he answers. He hears and he answers. Okay? Someone was asking me, like, Richie, how, how should I pray? And the only way I can encourage this person was to say, you know, when my daughters need something from me, they don't come to me and say, Oh, Father, the son of Rolando and Elizabeth, those are my parents' names, <laughs> who combined their names so your name would be Relizando, who is 40 years old, who's married to Kresselin, I ask you to help me with my homework. No. No, 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 no. They don't, they don't say that. They just go like, Dad, can you help me with my homework? And I come running and then they go like, let's call your mom. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> pray you're having this conversation with someone how you doing man i haven't seen you for a long time and this person says i i've been sick oh you hear the voice pray pray for that person right here right now pray for that person don't don't say i'll pray for you and then you walk away no pray for that person say can i pray for you right now and all you have to say lord god in jesus name would you please heal my friend my brother Take away the pain. Heal him, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you afraid to share, share the gospel? Come on. Are you afraid to share the gospel? The gospel is simply this. We're all sinners. God loves us. He forgave us. And we're heaven bound. That's, that's, that's the gospel. It doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus Christ, God loves us. He died for our sins and is willing to forgive us. That's the gospel. You see a friend? Man, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm miserable. I, can, I, can I pray with you? Do you want to receive Jesus? And say this, Lord, I pray for my friend that you will have a relationship with him and that he would find a church where he will grow and that he would understand your word when he reads it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. One more example. Can I, can, I, can I keep going? Are you afraid to give? Here we go. I thought we just, we just finished offering. Can I say this? God is about building his church. He says, I am building my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. 
This building is not the church. The church are the people. Why do we give? Because we know that when we give, that resource is used for the kingdom of God. doesn't matter how much you give. But when you give, you just believe that God is going to use that to reach out people. When you give, your money goes to help people, reach out people, and impact people. And they say, well, there, there is really a God. Because my, my needs have just been met. And praise God that we have a generous church and we give all the praise to God. Amen? I think God deserves a clap of praise there. How am I doing, guys? Are we supposed to end at 11, 40, 45? 11, is it 11.45? There's number three, but I, I want to, I have one more example. Are you afraid to forgive? Are you afraid to forgive or are you afraid to ask for forgiveness? You know, in 1985, my dad, who was working for Coca-Cola, I'm going to try to share this quickly. He caught this man stealing from the company. And so this man was fired and because the news spread so quickly in that place, this man couldn't find a job. So this man lost his, his house, his kids stopped going to school. Eventually, they didn't have any money to buy food. And they suffered. You could just imagine how angry this man is. He was so angry and he hated my dad and his family. And he swore to kill my dad and, and my family. I remember this because all of a sudden we hired like three security guards in our house and wherever we went, we had an escort. We had a security escort. But one day, this guy who was plotting to kill my dad, guess what happened? He met the Lord. While he was praying to God, he said, I love you, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you, Lord God. John 4.20 spoke to him. He says, oh, you don't love me. You say that you love me, but you hate your brother. You're a liar. How can you love me that you don't see when you, you can't love your brother that you see? You know what this man did? He went back to my dad, explained what happened. I've been trying to kill you because I hate you. And my dad said, I know, that's why there's 10 security guards here. <laughs> but but what, what are you really here for? And he's crying, he's crying, I'm asking for your forgiveness. I want to ask for your forgiveness. Forgive me, boss. And my dad says, like, I don't understand. I thought you hate me. Why are you asking for forgiveness? And he says, I met the Lord. And my dad went with this man to his church. And guess what happened? My dad accepted the Lord. And that night, and that night, my dad came home and explained what happened. And he led his entire family to receive the Lord. Church, that was about 34, 35 years ago. 
if that man didn't come to my dad and ask for forgiveness, who knew what had happened? Number, number three. Follow Jesus all the way, all the time, in all ways. Can we say this together? Follow Jesus all the way, all the time, in all ways. Say it again. Follow Jesus all the way, all the time, in all ways. One more time. Follow Jesus in always. In always. Whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. If your job is to pick up the trash, even though you want to do something else, be faithful. In everything you do, do it unto the Lord. The word of God says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Okay? There, there is no room for half-heartedness. There is no room for 99%. It's always 100%. We have to be all the way. That halfway, amen? I have this example, but we're running out of time. You're probably, you're probably going to say, like, Richie, we... We heard that already so many times that we have to follow Jesus. We know that we have to follow Jesus, but it's, it's really hard. And you're probably asking me, how do we follow Jesus? And I had this, this, this fond illustration, but I don't think we have enough time. I was going to ask if there's, there's maybe 20, 20 of you who's feeling that you're ready for change to, to stand up. Is there 20 of you who's ready for change to stand up? Okay. This. Is, there, is, there, is there 20 or 30 of you who, who's ready to be bold for Jesus? If you can stand up too. Okay. How do you follow Jesus? I want to illustrate, okay, this example. You've probably heard the game, follow the leader. Have you heard follow the leader? Okay. And what is the rule of the game? There is a leader and you just follow the leader. Here's the illustration. I am the leader and try to follow me. You guys ready? Are you feeling ready for change? Are you feeling being bold? get the point 
it's, it's not really hard to follow Jesus. You just have to fix your eyes on him. And whatever he's doing, you just do it. Was that hard to follow me? Was that hard to follow me? Some of you are like, do I really want to do this? I look silly, but you did it. Praise God. That's how we follow Jesus. Okay? He said, I came to serve, not to be served. Are you serving? If you're not, start serving. He said, I came to seek and save the lost. If that's your prayer, you should be seeking for opportunities where you can be Jesus to people. Amen? Pray for those people who are sick. Preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Forgive those who has wronged you and ask for forgiveness if you've wronged somebody. That's being Jesus. That's following Jesus. I want to end with this one. It's all about love. I was praying, Lord God, is that all the message that you have? He says, like, no, Richie. The how is is easy too. But eventually they'll forget. But what they need to always remember and you need to remind is why. Why do we have to follow Jesus? Why do we have to be in this pioneer's path? It's love. It's love. It's love. He said to Moses, I want to set my people free so you can bring them here to this mountain because I love them so much so they can be my people and I can be their God so they can worship me. See, to follow Jesus is to obey Him and to obey Him is to serve Him. To serve Him is to worship Him and to worship Him is to love Him. And if you love God, if you love God, you would love what He loves. Let's pray. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for speaking to us today. Lord, we want to be a people who's ready for change. Because there's a lot of people who need you. Help us not to be afraid, Lord. Help us to always be bold because you have given us the strength. And you're with us. And we can do all things through Christ. Lord, it's not easy to follow you. But thank you that you've given us your Holy Spirit who is with us. Who instructs us. Who directs us. Who helps us in every step of the way. And so, Lord God, we're here today and we're saying we will follow you, Lord, whatever it takes. Use us, oh Lord God. If you're here and you have not received the Lord and you don't have a, a, a relationship with, with Him, would you pray this prayer for me, with me? Lord Jesus, I receive you in my heart. I make you as my Lord and personal Savior. I know that apart from you, I can do nothing. I can't save myself. And so I'm surrendering my heart and my life to you. I want to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
I want to receive your love and your forgiveness. Thank you that you love me. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you, if you prayed that for the first time, would you raise your hand if you prayed that for the first time? Thank you. Let's continue to worship the Lord, church, and give Him praise. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 